Hi. Hello. Okay, hold on, y'all. This this microphone. Okay, child. This is what y'all gonna get. How y'all doing? Happy, what is this? Wednesday? That's when I say I'm gonna release these. I'm recording today. Today, Monday, for real. Um, but I'm trying to release every Wednesday because I'm gonna give myself room to make shit happen. Um, welcome to episode two of Growth Chronicles with Jazz. I came up with a little something, something I'm gonna say at the end too. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> um, okay, so. This episode is called Let Struggle is Real, i.e. the struggle is real. Because it's real, y'all, we talk about this all the time. Like, every time people be like, oh, dang, y'all just keep going. Y'all got so much on your plate. So we're going to dig into that a little bit later. But let's go ahead and start with catching up, y'all. So this weekend... um, I actually took the girls to the pumpkin patch. We live here in, we live in like Suwannee Lawrenceville area. So the pumpkin patch that we usually go to, Randy's, was closed due to COVID, which at first I was like, dang, like they they knew that this was coming up and people want to have some sense of normalcy again. They should have had some type of systems set in place. But listen, power to them for being closed because we took our asses to the Buford Corn Maze. Um, and it's my fault because it was a Saturday. It was packed. The weather was good. It actually wound up getting pretty hot toward the midday. But, um, we went and uh, me and my kids had our mask on. You literally, I thought I was in a twilight zone. Like what, what quarantine, what pandemic? Like everybody, nobody, even the people that worked there didn't have masks on. I was honestly shocked. Um, but that's why they president sick. But anyway. I digress. Um, yeah, it was, it was, we had fun, kind of. We were able to get the little photo op because that's what it's all about, right? But we were all ready to go. We went to go get ice cream. Um, I actually took Carly and decided with me, my client slash friend, Crystal, her and her daughter, Christina, we call her Madison, Maddie. Um, they joined us and it was so funny because Carly and Chris, Maddie, actually grew up together. Um, they were in daycare together from like six months to one and a half. And then Crystal wound up relocating to Alabama. So she still comes and gets her hair done by me. And she was like, can I bring Christina? And I was like, uh, absolutely. And it was like, might as well just make it a play date. So she got her hair done that morning. And then I came, got the girls ready. And we went to um, the pumpkin patch and we had a good time. And it was just so cute seeing them. Mind you, Carly and Christina haven't seen each other in two years. And when they saw each other, they ran to each other and gave each other a hug. It was so cute. It was so cute. So that moment was fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I Halloween is definitely canceled. I guess I tested the water to kind of see what was going on with this with this pumpkin patch fiasco. But uh, yeah, we're not going to be doing that. Um, what else happened this weekend? Cleaned the house, had a fun Sunday, hung out, saw my friend Iman yesterday. Um, okay, checking in with my team, um, moms of teens and tweens. Why does I want to go to the mall every single day? Like, does I want to go to the mall like she got some money? I'm trying to figure out what where I missed in the memo. Um, I do want to share with you guys something that I am doing. I am doing HCG. Um, ACG is a weight loss, uh, Lord, I don't even know how to really say it. So it's human. I can't even remember the name. Okay. Y'all don't, don't hold this against me. HCG 
it's a weight loss program. Um, and it's, it's extreme. Like I am literally eating 500 calories a day. I have to take injections in the morning and I'm being transparent about this because I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I've always struggled with my weight. The only program that's ever worked for me, like immediately is this program. Yes. I've done it a few times before. Right. Doesn't make sense. Why are you doing it again? Because I promised myself that I'm going to keep it off this time. Um, I don't know about y'all. Like for me, when it comes to weight loss, like I can't be running every day and only eating grass and seeing one pound a week, maybe at most and or stagnant weight. Like I'll get discouraged. I need to see immediate results and then I will pick up habits and make sure that I'm contributing to a healthier lifestyle. Like I need to see it to me. That's why I don't have problem with people who go and get a little nip tuck, whatever. If that's the immediate results you need to do, hey, power to you. I for me personally, like I'm over 200 pounds, so I can't just go get nipped and tucked because I don't want to have no small waist and a big bag. Okay. That's just not yeah, I don't want to do that. So for me, I'm like, let me lose the weight. When I lose weight, it melt off my face, it melt off my back, my waist. This ass and hips, it take a minute for it to go down. But that's this is just what I'm gonna do. I got the 30 day program. Um, I'm slated to lose um, between 25 to 40 pounds, depending on how I do it. So um, I just had my first weigh-in. So I started last Monday. I had my first weigh-in this morning and I'm down nine pounds in one week. Um, I went and I ran two miles this morning. So we'll see. When y'all see me on that gram with this chiseled chin and this flat stomach, baby, HCG did it. So um, if you have any further questions about HCG, you can definitely hit me up in my DM or my email, and I can be more than willing to answer anything. I'm going to tell you, though, the HCG drops and stuff that they have on Amazon and all of that, mm, I don't really feel like it's as effective. Um, I actually go to the doctor. I have a prescription of phenamine to curb my appetite. It's really a weight loss program. This is the program that a lot of people do before they go for weight loss surgery. So, of course, clearly I don't need weight loss surgery. Um, but I do want to, I need assistance to rapidly lose the 20 to 30 pounds that I need to lose to forward my momentum into a healthier lifestyle. So it's pretty much like I'm fasting child and it works because if you saw on my Instagram, I had a campaign with free wines, which, um, it is an alcohol removed wine line and they have brewed, they have Moscato's, any, you name it. Um, but I am on their campaign for Sober October and it just, y'all see how shit just line up. It makes sense because here I am, can only eat 500 calories a day, which is air. And um, I'm getting paid to do Sober October. So boom, they, it just, in 30 days, Sober October and my HCU program should be 30 days. So yeah, that's what we're doing. So, um, yeah, we about to just dig right into it because I told y'all I want these episodes to be no longer than 30 minutes, but this one probably going to be a little longer than 30 minutes because we got some shit to unpack. And I tried my hand at asking my following a question to have assistance on the show, right? So it's not like I'm just talking to myself. And y'all showed up and showed out, honey. I have, I honestly received over like 100 responses. That's major for me because uh, my following I don't have a hundred thousand followers you know so I am so thankful for y'all for engaging with me and helping me even strike this conversation I'm really I can't wait to get into that but before that we're gonna dig into this uh 
we got a little tea time, baby. We're going to dig into this, this Housewives of Potomac. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay, y'all. Um, <laughs> talking, ab talking about Housewives of Potomac. Okay. Well, let me drink my water, y'all. I'm thirsty talking about this. Hold on. All right, so y'all know I'm really usually super vocal on my page about my stance on how I feel about anything pop culture, whatever my take is on something. But with this, because I want y'all to engage and, you know, however somebody receives something that is on them, honey, I can't fault you. I just see shit how I see it. Um, so when I am posing questions and stuff, you can't really tell what I'm siding to because I want y'all to listen to this and hear what I had to say. Um... Y'all, first of all, it was a pretty split reaction that I saw up and down my timeline. Um, I did poll who are you, Team Candace or Team Monique? Um, and I had more people say Team, Mo Team Monique. But I will say, y'all, I'm completely confused because were y'all watching the same show I was watching? It's Team Monique all day. I'm sorry. I know we too old to be fighting and doing all of that. But I, first of all, you can only provoke somebody so much. I will say, and it's funny because Monique, similar to me on how she handled the situation, she did it wrong by acting like shit was cool when it really wasn't anymore. You know what I mean? Like she did not owe Candace friendship further she did not owe Candace any type of reconciliation you know a lot of you either first of all if you're listening and you haven't watched the show Real Housewives you know how they have the Real Housewives Atlanta LA New York all of that well they have Potomac which is based in the DMV area um prominent black women um whether they are married into it um acquired it on their own that's what it is so you know drama gonna come with it because it's housewives drama um but again, the drama that really rooted between Monique and Candace is Monique and Candace were friends, right? Like friends where they would hang out and kick it outside of cameras rolling. So it was a rumor going around that Monique cheated on her husband with her trainer and that that baby that she just had, that's a third, that that baby isn't his baby. And... Candace, knowing this rumor said by Sharice, another girl who used to be on the show, she knew how Monique felt about that. And the drama, you I mean, y'all, come on, y'all. We don't know what drama that caused in her household. Think about it. I mean, that's a strong allegation of the child not being his. That's a lot. So um, Candace had a party and she invited the girl that started the rumor knowing that Monique was going to be there and didn't give Monique a heads up, no nothing. So it was real, real messy. Like that was a problem. So much must, so much of a problem that if I was Monique, I wouldn't even have acted like shit was cool. I would have been like, mm, yeah, nah, I'm cool. Um, but I don't know if it was for the show, you know, cause a lot of them only get paid for episodes of their own. We don't know what the structure is of the contract. So seemingly she could at least be surfaced with Candace but sis was still bothered and y'all have to understand they had a friendship like for real outside the show so it was rooted and that's what Monique even said she was like this is deep and so 
yes, Monique tried to be surface with Candace, but then it triggered again during the lake house trip. And again, it was some marital issues with Ashley and her husband and who was in the middle of it? Candace. Now, granted, seemingly production made it seem like somebody reached out and told Candace, we never had proof of that text. We never, at least on Housewives of Atlanta, if somebody told somebody they bringing that somebody on the show, right? This one, it was just all allegation based off of a text from a reputable source that Candace claims. Um, when I personally feel, anyway, okay. So Monique, it was at Monique's house or whatever. And mind you, Monique still, in my heart of hearts, she's not fucking with Candace, but she's trying to be surface with her. Monique had like a bonfire event for them or whatever. Candace decides to go and pull Giselle to the side and say, hey, I just got this information. I think we need to let Ashley know to the side. Do I agree that she should have told her separately? Yeah, not in front of her group. Yeah, absolutely. But Monique was just like, yo, why are the information always coming to you? Monique said, I just think marriages and family should be off limits. Like we could be petty catty catty about anything, but you talking about people that are married, kids involved, stuff that's going to go on far removed from this real housewife life right now. Like, just be careful. And that's what Monique said. And I feel her on that. And so I'm sure that she was triggered more because it's like, I just kind of forgave this girl for being involved in some mess that could have been detrimental to my family. And here she go. Got to be the one to give bearer of bad news to the next woman. And so I just think with that, she, but here's the thing. Monique just don't like Candace. And here's the reality. It's chicks I don't like. It's okay for her not to like her. <laughs> okay. Um, so dig in a little deeper. Um, now, I will say, I didn't agree that Ashley should have went to Giselle. I mean, I'm sorry. That Candace should have went to Giselle to say, should we tell Ashley? Because it wasn't Giselle's business. Giselle not even friends like that with Ashley, for real. I feel like because it was Monique's house and Candace already knew what ground she was standing on with Monique, with Monique basically feeling like she's messy with people's marriages because she's jealous, I feel like Candace should have pulled Monique to the side. I'm like, hey, Monique, I know you got some stuff planned for us or whatever. Um, look at this text I just had. I'm trying to be respectful to your house and the way you do want this weekend to go. Do you think this is something that I should hold on to and let Ashley know afterwards? Do you think we should put or do you want to tell her? Like, what do you want me to do? This is your house. That's how I felt like it should have happened. But no, she goes to Giselle. So then they gang gang going in the back and doing all of that. Just leaving Monique kind of like, well, what's going on? It's Monique's house. It's her hosting. So. I understood the issue at the Blake house. Okay. Now we go to um, the wine tasting or whatever. <sighs> I mean, okay, here. I'm going to read y'all a couple of tweets that I saw that I was like, okay, this supports my stance because I was trying to figure out how I felt about it for real. So this one girl said, when, oh, okay. First of all, Wendy, the new girl, Wendy. One thing I really do not like is when people try to throw the race car often within our within our community. Like it says white women bicker, throw drinks and tables at each other on reality TV all the time. I never see them saying as white women, we should know better. Like, what does that matter? I would rather you say as grown women, we should know better. This has nothing to do with race because you're sitting here trying to act like you have to perform or project yourself in a certain way that's going to be acceptable like violence isn't acceptable by people that enslaved us through violence like that to me that comparison 
it's just null and void. Like the second you say that to me, like you should, you, you should, we have an image to uphold. What image? The image that you try to uphold because you're not secure with who you are. I'm sorry, Wendy. We'll have to have a conversation because that's, that's whack. Um, another girl said white women literally get on reality TV and pull each other's hair, punch each other, etc., And they get rewarded with brand deals, TV spinoffs, Broadway musical appearances. They build whole empires. Why is the burden always placed on black women to act right? Right. Like they're going to act a whole monkey fool through drug scandals, all types of stuff. And it's like, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable to say that society is making us have to do that. I'm starting to think that it's us. You know what I mean? I'm starting to think we're setting that standard of what we expect how we're supposed to act or behave. And again, I would have been more comfortable with them saying as grown women, we know better. As mothers, we know better. Right? Cool. That's the white card as black women. Black women look girl by stop. Like, no. Um, Someone also said, Wendy, you were aggressive and violent when you were calling Ashley all types of bitches at the dinner table. So just because you aren't physical doesn't mean you aren't perpetuating the angry black women stereotype, as you say. That's real. That's real. Like, I'm confused when they feel like they can pick and choose the line drawn. And again, at the end of the day, sometimes, and I get vibe from Monique that like, I'm only going to play with you so much. You know what I mean? Cameras are not like you're, you're not going to disrespect me. Like it's only somebody name calling and that little Candace, as cute as she is. And I love Candace hair. Her hair always cute. But Candace is a provoker just like Kenya. But I like Kenya. I like Kenya. But in this stance, but they all came for Kenya about being provoking. So I'm not understanding why they're coming. When Portia beat up Kenya, everybody was on Portia's side. So why in this space, everybody's like, Monique, oh my God, I don't want to be around you. I'm scared for my life. Like what? Like that's so weird. And I really feel like if you think about it, Monique is the only true housewife on that show. Monique is the only one. And they have been coming for this girl's marriage, her character, everything since she's been on the show from trying to plant seeds. Like she's the only one that's truly a wife on the show. So it would make sense for everybody to gang gang on her. And that's why I'm so, and I had, I wasn't a Karen fan, but Karen definitely turned me team Karen with how she handled Monique and upheld Monique in this exchange. Um, I saw another one. It said, Monique is absolutely right. Words escalate everything. Countries have went to deadly wars because of words, broken promises, broken treaties. So don't tell me I'm wrong to revert into physical retaliation. Close your mouth and I'll control my hands. I mean, that's pretty much it like you can't provoke and pick the bear pick the bear you can't do something to somebody and then think you can dictate how they respond to it Monique Candace actually admitted that she did touch Monique first and then them trying to say well it wasn't a glass one I wouldn't give a damn what it is like you're not gonna be in my face she told her get your hand out of my face get your hand out of my face so I was just confused how everybody that was there it just lets me know because you got to think Giselle her life is a shit wreck, right? Robin, Robin been in the same space since she's been on the show. Like, and for the fact that those are the two the most vocal to come at Monique, to me, it's just kind of crazy. You would think like Giselle's mouth, I'm shocked Giselle hasn't gotten popped yet. Um, and it was really funny too. Like Giselle, I didn't understand how she was, <sighs> kept talking about her daughters, her daughters, her daughters. And it's just like, mm. like, unless you're, plate 
is completely clean, baby, you can't you can't say much like at all. Um, I did agree when Monique said she's not remorseful. I don't understand. She's not Monique said I'm embarrassed. She's embarrassed for how she acted, not why she acted that way. Candace was the aggressor. Period. You can't. I mean, come on. I was taught growing up. You don't got to hit me first. When I found out you can get suspended for the same amount of time as fighting and arguing, I had just started fighting because it was like, at least if I beat you up, you ain't going to come back. You're going to leave me alone. Anybody can argue. So we just, every time we see each other, we're going to be arguing. Like, you're not about to, I'm not about to do that. Um, I was just really, Giselle did the most with the, with the, with the security guard. And we, we have to stop. Like, what we're not about to do is victimize here. Like, Candace, no. I didn't like on the previous episode how Monique's husband didn't have her back. I don't give a damn if you think I'm wrong or not. You, That's a conversation we have. Pillow talk, you be like, babe, you know you was wrong. right? Because don't give these chicks nothing to talk about, period. Because they are, all of them are envious of Monique, period. Quick to try to call her ghetto and trash and all of that. Like, but you want her life. You, she, her face should be real housewife of Potomac. Like, period. Um, the attack on the motherhood part though, for me is where the line has to be drawn even further. Because again, at the end of the day, who is Giselle to insinuate that Monique is being a bad parent in any way? Like Giselle... No, I hope that she looks back on this. And Giselle is really giving me the typical person that projects when her life is in chaos. So it's like somebody who she seemingly thinks has it all together. She has to attack that person because she was doing a lot. Clearly, the girl was hurting. She don't rock with Candace. She doesn't have to rock with Candace. And everybody should respect that. Okay, so... <laughs> It's a movie that I watched. Y'all, Annabellum. Have y'all watched Annabellum? So, okay, I pulled this on the page and I had, I don't feel like I had enough people watch it for me to want to really talk about it too much on here. So I'm going to just sell it to y'all as to why you need to watch it. And then next week we can reconvene and actually unpack it because I think we could do a whole episode on Annabellum. Um, so Annabellum is the new movie that came out. Yeah, it's like $20, y'all, because, you know, they they charging us like crazy since people are not going to the movie theater anymore. But it has Janelle Monae. And, and story, a lot, story aside, movie aside, she looked damn good in that movie. Jesus Christ. Her body, I was like, Lord, she is stunning. Janelle is beautiful. I always feel like her, Ellery, and Rashida look like sisters, the three of them. Don't they all look alike? Anyway. Annabellum, Annabellum. Okay, so I'm not gonna lie. I just kept hearing people say, watch it. I had no idea about the plot, the storyline, the setting, nothing. And so the first 30 minutes, it seemingly looked like it was that of a slave movie. And I just tweeted last summer, I said, I'm, I'm cool not ever seeing another slave movie in my life. It's just something about watching slave movies and then knowing that they're spending money to recreate this it's just frustrating to me it's just kind of like I'm okay with period pieces but we're still to this day struggling and dealing with the effects of that trauma that I don't know if I need to sit and watch it again um give me movies that show us as kings and queens and shit before we had to come over before we got stolen from our homes to come over here so anyway 
I'm not gonna lie. Me and Carl was watching, and the first thirty minutes was difficult. We just kept looking at each other, like, "What is this?" Like, ugh, because it was very, very, very intense. Um, but it is a crazy plot twist. Let's just say that it's a plot twist so crazy that me living here in the South, driving through South Georgia, going, seeing plantations, seeing cotton fields, seeing all this stuff, and it's so funny because the twist is crazy. To the point where Carl and I sat and we discussed it. Like I said, I'm not going to give too much because I'm going to talk about it again next week. So y'all have to watch it. But we discussed it and we could tell certain things that was happening that had us like, oh, damn, why didn't we catch that? It is a great movie. Um, it's phenomenal. It's heart-wrenching. It's, a oh, my God. It, I'm not even sure how to describe what all I felt watching it. Like, and how realistic it could be. And how current it could be. And how the hell this shit is probably currently happening right now. I don't know. I'm going to tell y'all. Give it a shot. Watch it. Annabellum. Yes, it's $20. Make it a date night. Sit down. Watch Annabellum. Let's grow. Okay, so the next response, um, she said, absolutely, I had to learn how to say no. That is so important. It's so much power in no, and it's something that I get, and it's so funny because I never viewed myself as a yes person, but I didn't realize how difficult it was for me to say no. Like I tend to overcommit. I tend to um, insert myself in shit that don't have nothing to do with me, right? Which in turn turns out to be more commitment. <laughs> Um, and yeah, the power of no is unmatched. I mean, it goes so far. It's really, you can't ask me a question after I say no. Like, don't ask me why you're not my child. Like, no is no. And, 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 and it's powerful. It's a complete sentence, period. Um, the next one says, yes, I feel like when I prioritize myself and my kids slash career, I have less time for friends. That's funny. That's a really funny response because that's kind of where I'm struggling right now. Um, I'm struggling that, unfortunately, if I have to list my priorities, friends don't, friends don't make the cut. They don't make the list. And it's not that I don't love and care about my friends, but they're not on my list of priorities. And when I think of priorities, I'm thinking about my, the daily things that I need to do. Daily, which turn into weekly, which then in turn turn into monthly, and so forth. Um, because priorities and goals are not the same. Um, let's see. The next one, she said, Yes, I put my appearance and my friendships last. Work and my daughter tends to go first. So I can agree on the friendships, but I will say, I don't know about appearance, mama. We got to, you, that's a part of self, right? So wherever on your list that you prioritize yourself, appearance and things like that needs to go with that. So whether that's working out to be more physically fit, whether that's going to get your nails done, whether your hair done, a spa day, your, a spa day at the crib with some products that you can put that shit on yourself. Um you know, just your appearance is when you look good, you feel good. And I don't know if I'm biased because I am a licensed cosmetologist, but that's something that if you had to make sure you insert time for, it should be that. Um, the next one, I end up doing a bit of everything on my to-do list, but I don't completely finish one thing. Yeah, girl, welcome to my life. I'm the same. Um, but you know what I have done? I've learned to give myself grace in that space because it's okay if I don't complete it. Like I tell my friends all the time, like whatever task 
it is that I have to complete, like, unless it's like a deadline or whatever, if it's something that's personal or I gave myself this imaginary deadline, it can be pushed back. Like, I'm not about to drive myself crazy trying to complete something that I know I do not have the capacity, whether it be time, whether it be um, access to finish. Like, no, nah, I'm not going to stress myself out about that. Um, someone said, yes, hell, prioritizing myself day to day, not just one self-care day. That was powerful to me. Um, shout out to Jazz. She wrote that. Yeah. Like, why do we feel like we have to only allocate one day out of the week to ourselves? You know what I mean? Like, again, this is the priority. So that's why I really like the daily prioritizing skill set, because if you make that and turn that into a habit, then it will become a part of your lifestyle. Um, and I believe I agree with that. Like, why do we only say self-care Sunday or self-care? What if you implement some form of self-care into your daily routine? Into, you know, when you have your priorities for the day and you have your section for yourself. And that could be taking your long shower with your eucalyptus on your shower head and just doing some meditation in there. That could just be your time that you do daily and you'll feel refreshed. Um, let's see the next one. Yes, I have being a mom prioritized to a T, but with myself, it's at an all time low. That's difficult. It, and again, I think it's because, and it's so funny when I post this question, a lot of people were kind of like, huh? It's like I had to explain it first and then they came back. And then again, like I explained earlier, the confusion of balance and prioritizing. And it's also confusing because when you think about what your job is, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, you know, a lot of these things become priority over yourself. So it's up to you to determine which one is paramount. And that's going to look different for everybody. So there's no one set structure for this. Nothing is fact on this. It is solely, I'm going to show you, give you guys some tools that I read on that I'm starting to implement into myself and it'll look different. And hell, not only will it look different Per person, it may look different for me six months from now as life changes, because that's what it does. Okay, we had another one. She said, yes, working from home has blurred all lines of my quote unquote mini hats. Ah, it's so funny because I watched my husband work from home and he's just always been really, really good at prioritizing. Like he's always been really good at figuring out what he can commit to, what he can, what needs to get done. Like he's really routine. It's so funny. We're total opposites in that space. Um, but I'm watching him work from home and I still see him. I guess some things had kind of fell off. Um, and now he's getting back to working out. He's making a point to prioritize that again into his schedule. So I can see, I can't really relate on the work from home. Um, <laughs> aspect that this pandemic has caused because I don't work from home, but I can only experience, I can only speak on what I experienced watching him. And so I've seen him shift within this last two, week or two and start to prioritize things that are important again. And I can see, I mean, I'm sure that being stagnant like that, just having, you know, not to have to move or leave the house and things like that, it can blur lines. I'm, I totally feel you with that. Like, how do you decide if you don't have to get up and get dressed, you don't have to drive past the mall. I mean, the, the gym, you don't have to get up to go to groceries. You know, it's like, I could see you kind of figuring out, okay, now what is important other than coming over here, getting on a zoom call and then getting back into bed. <laughs> um, had another one. Yes. My career goals are taking a back seat to my job. Yeah. Did y'all hear that? It says, my career goals are taking a backseat to my job. 
that hit different. Um, Marty wrote that. I wow. Um, <laughs> how real is that? How how real can that happen? Like you literally can have your job and it could fund what it is you're trying to do next. You know, it could start to take. So say you have a job, but your ultimate career is to do something else. Right. So this could either be a foot in for that career and or it can just solely be um, funding your access. But if you don't know how to prioritize or draw the line and not get consumed into the job or what that looks like, it can definitely slow momentum for where it is that you're trying to go. So I feel you with that one, sis. I actually struggle with that. Um, I guess the best thing that I can say is some, you might have to either scale back, let go, or just jump full throttle into the career. Because I I know people, I have clients who 40, 50 complaining about their job, right? Like complaining that they're like, I can't wait for this to be over. And it's just like, damn. But what, and then they'll start to talk. I have a client who said she wants to be a lawyer now. She's 40 and now she wants to be a lawyer. And it's like, of course, I'm like, go for it. Do it. Like, yes, sis. But it's just like, wow, all these years passed and she was doing something else and just kind of got sucked in. So it's never too late. But if I'm telling you, if you, if you're listening, well, I'm, I'm sure you're listening to this. Um, it might be a chance. You might have to take the leap, sis, because nobody's stopping you but you. Um, let's see. Someone says, I struggle because I feel like I don't have a productive day if I'm not doing 100 things. <laughs> I feel seen. Yeah, I'm the same. I feel like, I almost feel guilty if I'm, and it is so crazy because one of my favorite self-care times is to sit and watch TV. But I feel guilty if I'm just sitting in the bed watching TV. I feel like, I know it's something I could be goddamn doing right now. So I have to get out of that mindset of feeling like the more that I'm doing, the more productive I am, because I need to understand that I could just do something on that list and do it well and be content until the next day. So again, that's prioritizing. Um, ah, it's so funny. I, it was so many more. Y'all was a whole bunch of responses and I'm so thankful, but it was really good insight that I got from people. Um, but I'm really excited to just tell you guys the quick little tools that I did read up on. And I am, look, I'm not saying this from a space of like, this works, this works. I'm about to see if it worked too. But I'm like, look, the least I can do is share it with y'all because out of the responses that I got, half of y'all was like, well, how says help, help. So, hey, I'm here to help. Okay, so um, I read about daily prioritizing and they gave four steps and I was like, this seems doable, right? Because sometimes when you're reading into self-help things and looking up for different operating systems that work for people, it's kind of like, eh, that's not realistic. That's not me. So this one, they want you to write stuff down, right? And it's a daily prioritizing, daily, not weekly, daily. And again, it seems taunting. It seems like, oh, God, it seems like a chore. But again, how long I say, say, I think it's like 21 days, 30 days to create, to break a habit or create a new one. So if you constantly are intentional with writing these down daily, so I'm thinking the best way to do it, the best time to do it, I tried it last night and it's actually working today, but the best time to do it will probably be right before you go to bed. Like when people usually do their devotionals and different things like that, take five to 10 minutes, sit down and write what you need to prioritize, what needs to get done tomorrow. And try that for a solid week. 
So the first step they said is to decide, pick and task what it is you need to do. Okay. Whether you need to work out, go to work, clean, cook, rest, have sex with your man, whatever it is, decide what is of importance to even decide what you need to prioritize deciding what it is. So that's writing it down. So just write down. And some people, you know, because it's a fine line, some people could think this is just stuff to do. But again, make sure you're writing down the things that you naturally do as well. Like I said, cooking, cleaning, all of that, because the next step is going to follow that. So the next one is, what do you need to do today? So if I'm writing last night, I'm writing down, okay, I think I need to do this. But what do I need to do today? This helps minim- This helps cons- make that list achievable, okay? <laughs> um, you All you have to do is write it down. You say, okay, hmm, some things, uh, I can hang out with my friends. Uh, do that come before this? I need my children, I gotta, you gotta be realistic. What can, do I need to do today? That's gonna narrow out and eliminate a whole bunch of shit, okay? So you come back to it. So this list that was 20 is now 10 because you narrowed out 10 of those that you really don't need to do that day. Then it's the most important part. You have to delegate. Delegation is so important. You need to know what exactly it is that you can get somebody to help you with. Okay. And again, even if you don't have the tribe, I had a couple of people write me and they said that they were, they said that they were single moms. They're like, oh, I don't really have a support team. Da, 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 da. The way technology set up, honey, it helps you with a support team. You can create your own support team. If you come home from work, you don't have time to go to the grocery store, you can order Instacart. It's so many things. You can get a maid service. You can do, there's so many things that you can incorporate and delegate when, if you know you need to clean your house and you're really looking at your schedule and you don't have the time to do it, go on handy, go find somebody to come in, pay them $50, come clean the house. You're going to feel better. Instacart, you can't make it to the grocery store. Order your groceries for the week. If you can, you're going to knock out a whole bunch doing that way, but order the food, order it in. There's so many ways to delegate. If you're in a two-parent household with your kids, ask your husband, hey, can you give the baby, can you give the, uh, Carl, can you give Carly a bath tonight? I don't even have to ask him. He does it, you know, or decide, I need you to do this for me. Like, it's okay to ask for help. You cannot, and this goes back to the girl's response who says she's kind of a do-it-yourself type person. No, ma'am, you have to delegate ask. All they can say is no. So when you're looking at your list of things like, hmm, 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 go ahead and commit to the things that you can do. Commit to the things that you need to do, that you prioritize of importance for you to do. And then the things that are there that can be delegated to somebody else to help you do that, please. Um, The last one is delete. Delete. Write down the task, read them over. So now here we go. We then decided what we needed to do. We picked on what we needed to do today. So that narrowed out. So we can start with 25. What we need to do today, boom, we're down to 10. Then we get the delegation. Okay, out of them 10 things, four things can be delegated. Order my groceries, have somebody come in, clean up. Carl help with the baby, um, give her a bath, get her situated. Okay, so now I'm down. Oh, I've got six things that I need to do. Okay, so now I'm looking and what can I delete? What's just unrealistic? What did I just have in my mind that I know I'm going to finish and I didn't take off? And now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, "Mm, I know I'm not going to go run 10 miles this week. Let me just put five. That's more realistic. (laughs) You know what I mean? Shit, let me put one. Whatever it may be. It's okay to delete some things too. You don't have to commit. 
So of most importance is, again, understanding and knowing the power of no. So those four things, I am going to really try to be intentional, y'all. And every night before I go to bed, I'm going to write it down. And I'm, and I'm going to be so intentional with it that it's going to become habit. Like I'm really, really committing myself to that. So I'm going to write down everything that I need. I'm going to decide on what it is that I need to do. Deci deciding is first. And then I'm going to determine what do I need to do today? right? That's going to eliminate things because I just kind of get into my head and just like, I got to do all the things. No, what am I going to do today? What things can I do today? What do I need to do today? What's important? That's where the priority comes in place. What's first? Then delegate. Delegate so I'm not overwhelmed. Delegate and utilize my team, my tribe. Utilize access that I have to apps and things like that that may help. Think about it. Like if you're a blogger or something like that, delegate. You don't have to try to come up with captions every day. Do that on Sunday. Say also when you get to your week and when Sunday come around, Sunday, I'm going to log into my Planoly. I'm going to create my feed for the week. I'm going to pre-plan my captions and I'm going to do self-posting through Planoly. That's delegating. So now as a blogger, that whole work is done. So however long it takes you to have to sit here, try to create content, come up with content, write captions and stuff. If you do it right, you know that can take a couple hours out of your week. You delegated that to a whole self-servicing app that's here for you to help you. <laughs> Boom, delegation done. Then you got to decide what you're going to delete. Be real with yourself. If you know damn well that you're not going to be able to finish something or something is, that's just not even realistic, dinner with your girls that night is not realistic. You know, you looking at your week, mm, the fact that you got to try to squeeze it in because now you're looking at it. I got to put dinner with her. Oh shoot. I got to go see her. Dang. I ain't even get, get my nails done. So now you got to decide if it's more important for you to go get your nails done or go to lunch with your friend. Something I'll have to delete. And I'm sorry, lunch with my friend probably going to delete. Like that's kind of where I've been in a struggle because again, I'm finding that friendships, um, hobbies, those types of things are coming very, very low. Like they're not even in priority for me. Um, and it sucks because it's like, I do value my friendships, but when I'm looking at what it is that I have to prioritize my marriage, my children, myself, my bit, my three, four businesses, like friend don't really fit into that. Not on a daily at all. Um, weekly, I can try to pencil that in. Weekly, I can look. I can look because if I'm prioritizing properly and delegating and getting shit done, by time, if I'm starting my process on Monday, by the time I get to Friday, a lot of the stuff that I had and needed checked off should be done. So I might have some room. I might have some room. I might have a couple hours in Friday to hit my girl up like, hey, girl, let's link. Let's go grab some drinks or let's have lunch. That's how that works. And it needs to be a friend. It needs to be a person that understands that. You know what I mean? Because And they should because they should be busy prioritizing themselves and how and creating their system. So it's just really, really important to understand and what prioritizing actually is in order for you to implement it properly. Okay? It's not balanced. Balance, it'll never work. You'll you're you will literally feel like you're running in circles if you think that you it's possible to balance everything. It's impossible because balance means everything is equal. How 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 that works, Sway? You only one person. So you definitely want to make sure that you establish what it is that you need to prioritize for you. Because again, priorities look different for everybody. If you got somebody that don't have kids, their kids ain't gonna be a, kids not gonna be a priority for them. They might have a little more time to prioritize themselves, right? So again, make sure that you define what exactly it is that you need to prioritize and then try to implement those steps. 
We're going to decide. We're going to limit. We need to do what we need to do today. We need to delegate and we need to delete. And I'm going to close this out. Um, I'm always going to do a meme. Remember I told you I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Um, I'm always going to do a meme or a quote or something um, at the end that's going to be in relation to the topic that we were talking about today. And it was one and I felt completely attacked, honey. I actually reposted it on my story and I had a lot of people hit me up like, yo, like I'm guilty of this. Um, it says two of the biggest enemies of married sex are busyness and weariness. If you're dropping in bed every night too exhausted for too exhausted for your spouse, you need to reevaluate your priorities. That hit. If you're dropping in bed every night too exhausted for your spouse, you need to reevaluate your priorities. And this could be seen from multiple different areas, but you have to understand like that is an issue. Right. And I felt seen. I felt seen enough where I was like, well, let me figure out. I need to reevaluate my priorities. Hence came this episode. And I started doing research. I pulled from you guys to hear what works for you, to hear what struggles you have. And I feel like I kind of found a solution. I'm going to really try this and make sure you let me know if you plan on trying these four steps, deciding what next, what to do today. So today, delegating and deleting. Do these steps with me. I'm 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 curious to see if it creates a pe- sense of calm in such a chaotic existence sometimes because <laughs> prioritizing is hard. It's so hard, especially when you feel in over your head. But I am definitely being more intentional, especially in my marriage when it comes to that. You know, understand that I need to prioritize the marriage, prioritize him, prioritize this union and what all that requires. Um it, it's not a chore. It's not a, you know, I shouldn't have to pencil certain things in like, because if it's a priority, you naturally, you know, will pour into it. So that's what I have for y'all today. Oh, we're not even at hour. That's great. That's what I have for y'all today. Make sure you are following my handles um, on Instagram in love with Jasmine Um, YouTube is doing well. I had a lot of people hit me up about my um, wedding video. Um, I, I feel like I might do a podcast about it just on how we did it. Um, because especially with everybody interested with these quarantine weddings and stuff that people are having to have. Um, but I'm getting a lot. I mean, every day I'm waking up to questions that people are having. Um, how to how do I narrow down the guest list, all of that. So I'm thinking I might speak about that soon upcoming. Make sure you check out Antebellum, y'all. Watch it because I really, really, really want to talk about it. So Antebellum, go ahead and pay your $20. Watch Janelle Monet. See how crazy that shit got. Like, I'm still kind of shook about it, for real. Um, <sighs> poor Monique. I think it's time for Monique. I think it's time for Monique to go ahead and um, walk away. She, I mean, it's a, it's a lose-lose. They're, they're not going to give sis any room. So it's time for her to walk away with her head held high. She don't owe them nothing. Um, and what else? That's. That's pretty much it. And if y'all going to pumpkin patches, be mindful. Try to go during a weekday because like I said, we was there on a Saturday. It was no mask and it was a whole bunch of people. But until next time, let's grow.